Here's what's coming up on this week's show. I kind of, part of me likes it, and part of me thinks, oh, what have they done? And it's kind of, perhaps it's the old man in me that doesn't like the change because I don't like change. But then I do like change. I'm excited by change. It's like, whoa, what have they done this time? <laughs> the Beat. Welcome to the Big Little Business Show, the podcast that helps small business think big. Hey, hey, how you doing? Welcome to the Big Little Business Show. It's Paul Mumford over here, and that's it. It's just Paul Mumford over here. No Claire Horsley over there. But there's a very special reason why there's no Claire Horsley over there, which I'll explain in a second. So if this is your first time listening to the podcast, we're the podcast that helps small businesses grow by giving you a whole bunch of information to help small businesses grow. Uh, We speak to a load of guests, although not today, to come on to that later, uh, and they are experts in their field for every single aspect of growing and making a small business. So whether you've been here before or if you haven't, if you could do two things for us, that would be great. Hit follow on the platform you're listening to us on right now so you don't miss out on future episodes. And make sure you leave us a review too because that really helps the biggest up in podcast land. So first off, let's deal with the no Claire thing. So the reason why Claire's not here, she couldn't be around today and we made a very last minute change to the episode this week because there's a subject that we really feel you need to know about and you need to know about it sooner rather than later. And Claire wasn't around so that's why I said that's fine, I'll handle it and the reason why I'm handling it is because this is kind of my bag really. Uh, something I work on every single day and something I keep a close eye on. So today we're going to be talking about Instagram and there's a very special reason why we're talking about Instagram and a special reason for the urgency too because there have been a lot of big changes on the platform certainly over the last few months and I know we haven't done an Instagram episode on the podcast for a little while um, but um, felt like now was the time because there's so much happening on Instagram and so many things to share whether you're using the platform or whether you're not then you might well be using it in the future uh, there's some really important stuff coming up that you really need to know this is the Big Little Business Show so first off let's go back and let's deal with the important stuff and the basics of Instagram for those of you perhaps not familiar with the platform too much or perhaps not using it Um, Something you really need to know is kind of how it works, really. It's um, run by Meta, which obviously is the people who run Facebook. Uh, So it's all part of the same family. There's lots of sharing of content between one platform and the other. So if you're already using Facebook and you're not using Instagram, it kind of makes sense to use both because you can share a lot of content between the platforms because that's how it's designed. Um, Although Instagram kind of caters for a slightly different audience. Uh, Instagram's audience tends to be a bit younger. Uh, We've talked about audience and uh, how social media works with different audiences uh, on previous episodes. So go and check out some of those because that gives you a bigger insight on what we're talking about here. But essentially, Instagram's audience tends to tap out generally around 45, although there are older people on Instagram, uh, up to 55, maybe even 60. Uh, But certainly if your target audience is perhaps older, maybe retirement age people, then you're less likely to find those on Instagram at the moment. But the thing is with social media is the longer uh, a platform hangs around, the older the the, uh, demographic gets because people get used to using it. So let's talk about what's going on right now and the big changes with Instagram that you really need to know about. Now, these are really important, especially if you're used to the platform, but even if you're not used to it, you might want to be paying attention to these because these are all very relevant. And if you're using the platform in the future or you're thinking about dipping in, this is all stuff you need to know. Now, the way Instagram looks is going to change hugely. In fact, if you haven't got this update already, then it's on the way and it's coming. 
classically with Instagram, you would have seen an image, then a bit of text with a white background, and then another image from another user. So you can differentiate between users, makes it quite clear to know where you're going. Whereas now, they're going to go for full frame with everything. So classically, reels have been full frame. When you click on the on the reel, you get to see it in your entire phone screen from top to bottom. Um, but you have to click on the reel to be able to see it in full frame. And up to that point, you see it in kind of like a five by four size. And that's the same with photos as well. Uh, and still images, they tend to be five by four because that way they take up as much space as possible on your phone, something called real estate. They take up as much real estate on your phone uh, and then they get noticed more rather than the small ones which are square or certainly the nine by six, 16 by nine stuff. You really shouldn't be posting that because that looks really, really lost on an Instagram um, feed. So nine by 16, now everything is gonna be nine by 16 and everything is gonna fill your phone screen. Every single image, real, the lot which is going to make it a little bit difficult to navigate to begin with. And I found it really clunky and couldn't really work out where I was to begin with. But you soon get used to it. But um, I kind of, part of me likes it and part of me thinks, oh, what have they done? Um, and it's kind of, perhaps it's the old man in me that doesn't like the change because I don't like change. But then I do like change. I'm excited by change. It's like, whoa, what have they done this time? So I don't know. Jury's out on that one, but I guess we'll get used to it. But that's a big change that's happening with Instagram. Everything is going to be full frame. And that changes how you post stuff. Because if you're used to, used to posting stuff in square and you're used to posting stuff maybe five by four, then um, you're going to need to change that. Because any new change Instagram makes, they're going to be pushing the content that fits with that change. So the 9x16 stuff is going to be the stuff that they're going to love more and their algorithm is going to enjoy more. We'll come on to the algorithm in a bit, by the way, because that's an important thing to cover. Uh, so that's something for you to consider is the fact that everything fairly soon is going to be full frame image in portrait the way you look at your phone. Also, the other big change on your uh, feed is going to be recommendations and suggestions. Up to this point, uh, or up to quite recently, uh, it's really only shown you all the things from the people that you follow. But now in your feed, you're going to get recommendations based on your activity and your interests, uh, maybe some suggestions of other people you might want to follow and some of their posts too. That's good from some respects because that means that as a user, you start to follow new people and get involved with more things and see more of the things you like. But uh, also, it's really good from a creator's point of view. So if you've got an account and you're creating content for other people to see your stuff, this is great because that means you're getting another uh, route to new people. Before we sort of get into uh, the algorithm and the way Instagram works and what kind of posts it shows people, let's deal with something really basic about Instagram and how Instagram works. Instagram makes money and it makes money off advertising so therefore it wants you to spend as long as possible as a user on instagram so it gets maximum opportunity to show you adverts its algorithm favors posts that keep you on the platform for longer so really what you need to be doing as a creator is making content that keeps your user on the post or on the platform for longer. And essentially that means reels, so video, and carousels, which are 
a series of different images which you can slide to the right and you see one and you see the next and you see the other. If you go and have a look on our Instagram feed, uh, Big Little Business Show, or my own Instagram feed, which is called Monoki Media, M-O-N-O-K-I Media, then you'll see what a carousel is like because we post lots of carousels on both of those platforms. So the way it works from the other the other direction is the algorithm kind of works to predict what you might be interested in as a user. So it looks at your previous behavior on Instagram and it bases what it's going to show you on that. And that's whether it's people that you follow or people that you don't follow. So if you follow, say, 500 people, it's not going to show you every single post that's been recently put out by every single one of those 500 people. It will cherry pick the ones that you maybe look at their content more or align with the kind of stuff that you've been looking at in the past. So it kind of picks the stuff that it thinks you might like the most. And that's important when you're looking at it from the other side and you're creating content for people to see because it's your job as a creator to know what your people might like to see. So the more time you spend understanding who your audience is, what things they might like to see, how they behave on Instagram, the more of that you do, that's great because then that means more you're more likely to work within the algorithm's patterns. The algorithm is more likely to show your content and your stuff to the people that you want to see it. And the algorithm works in three different ways. Basically, it not only looks at the kind of things that you like that a user would like, but it also looks at how long people spend looking at that kind of type of content. So let's for instance you you like cakes. So if you're looking at a load of cakes on Instagram, then guess what? Instagram's going to start showing you more stuff about cakes, even some recommendations from other users who post stuff about cakes. So that's to do with time spent. And then it looks at the kind of things that you might tap a like on or comment about or even go into your save and share for later. Um, so therefore, from a user's perspective, you need to be posting content that your users, your followers rather, are more likely to like, comment and save because that's what the algorithm likes. And finally, the biggie is if you get a user tap on your profile and start looking at more of your stuff or maybe clicking on the link that's in your profile to go to your website or something, then the algorithm looks at that too. So it looks at the time you spend looking at certain bits of content. It looks at the type of content that you might like, comment and save. And it looks at how often you then go and look at that user's profile. So which is really important information to know, right? And it's important from the other direction as well. When you're a natural creator and you're creating content to try and attract a particular audience, it's useful to know how the algorithm works. And of course, this is changing all the time and it's developing all the time. But this is what we know at the moment as of uh, June 2022, when this podcast is going out. This is how the algorithm kind of works. And that's important to know when you're creating content. And the other really big thing about the algorithm is there are no shortcuts. You can think about buying followers. You can think about uh, going onto these engagement groups uh, where you all like and follow, like and share each other's content to try and cheat the algorithm. Ultimately, they're not going to work. I mean, think about the big picture. Why are you on Instagram in the first place? If you're on Instagram as a business, you want to be there because you want people to spend money with you. Uh, and therefore, you're less likely to do that if you're just thinking about the numbers and thinking about getting as many likes as possible, followers as possible. Uh, that's not really the goal. You can achieve and get great business 
uh, objectives from an Instagram account with not many followers. I do really, really well on my own business account, Monarchy Media, uh, and at the moment I've got around 500 followers and I'm really busy. Uh, I don't have tens of thousands of followers. Sometimes you don't need them. It's not about the quantity, it's about the quality. So that's the Instagram uh, algorithm. That's how it works. Oh, my stomach's rumbling. Don't know whether you can hear that. Anyway, try and pretend it didn't happen. Can we? That's good. Right, okay. Uh, can we just touch on something that you may have heard within um, uh, Instagram language, and that's shadow banning. Now, this is a really interesting one because uh, the Instagram boss always posts on Instagram with updates about Instagram, and he's really transparent about what's going on on the platform. His name's Adam Masseri. I don't know whether I can spell that right or pronounce that right. But anyway, if you're not following on him on Instagram, go and do that, because this is where you get some really great information about what's changing within the platform. His name is Adam Masseri, M-O-S-S-E-R-I. And I think you just tap me in the last name and that gets him. But anyway, type that into search and you'll get it within Instagram. Definitely go and follow him. Anyway, he tackled the subject of shadow banning quite recently in a post and kind of dealt with it and didn't deal with it in the same time. So the people within Instagram would lead you to believe that shadow banning doesn't really exist as a term, and it kind of doesn't. I mean, there are guidelines on the platform as to what kind of posts they don't like you posting, and certainly if you post stuff that um, conflicts with their guidelines, then you're not going to do very well. They're going to ban you. They're going to send flag that message up and they're going to send you a message and say, look, you shouldn't be posting this kind of stuff. Uh, don't do it. It's naughty. Uh, but beyond that, really, what they say or what Adam Masseri says about uh, the whole shadow banning thing is some posts are going to do better than others. And there are lots of different factors which determine which posts do well and don't do well. And yes, we've mentioned the algorithm earlier on, but there are some other things as well, which are less predictable. Uh, like um, if you're posting about something that's going on in the social conscience, like uh, uh, he mentioned uh, Mother's Day is a good example. That's a great example. So if you're posting something about Mother's Day, on that particular day, there are millions of other people posting about Mother's Day. So therefore, your post, which you think, oh, well, I'll post about Mother's Day because that's what everyone's talking about. Yes, it is. However, you're competing with a whole bunch of other people who are also talking about Mother's Day. So therefore, you might get lost in the, the mess of different Mother's Day posts. OK. And also, you've got lots of other different factors which can determine whether your post does better one day as opposed to the next day. The weather can have an impact. If the weather's great outside, people are going to be outside more, less likely to be spending time on Instagram. Um, depending on what's going on during the day, the time of day is really important, and I'll talk about that later on. Uh, but all those factors can make a big difference on how your post performs. It's just about a little bit about being lucky, but a little bit about being educated about what your audience understands and what your audience likes to see when they're active on Instagram and what other factors might determine uh, whether they're on Instagram at different times. I'll give you a good example, right? So classically on um, our posts within uh, Monarchy Media, um, our most popular time, so the time when most of our followers are online, is usually around sort of between around 5 and 6 p.m., that sort of time in the evening. So we tend to post our content around that time. However, recently in the UK, we've had our Platinum Jubilee celebrations. We've had an extended long bank holiday weekend. Thanks, Queen. We've had Thursday off. We've had Friday off. We've had Saturday off and Sunday off, obviously. 
But Thursday and Friday, people aren't working. So people's lifestyles and behaviours have been different. So they're less likely to be looking at Instagram around the time that we would normally post stuff. So therefore, we need to think about changing things around a little bit and thinking about thinking outside the box and thinking, well, what, what are people likely to be doing at this time? What time are they most likely to be on Instagram more? When should we be posting our content? We obviously then think, well, perhaps we're not going to get such great engagement on a post that we put out on Bank Holiday Friday because just people are out doing other stuff. And as I'm recording this podcast now, which you're listening to uh, on the Sunday, on the Bank Holiday weekend. I'm recording this on the Friday. It's a bank holiday Friday today. Feels like a Saturday because that's what bank holiday weekends like. They mess your days up, don't they? Uh, But also the sun's out. Beautiful. I've got my shorts on. Weather's gorgeous. So therefore you're going to have less people on Instagram. So all that stuff is really important to think about when you're posting. Um, Think about what your audience might be doing and then what time they're going to be doing it and all that stuff. Okay, so let's deal with some other things that... um, Instagram have changed and some ways that you can maybe engage with people better. Um, There's a few little things here. So let's talk about um, the explore page a little bit. Uh, And that's the page where you can go and discover new content. Now, Instagram's algorithm does that in a very similar way to the way it serves up posts from people that you follow in your your regular feed. Um, It looks at your behavior. It looks at the kind of things you like more of and gives you more of that type of content so now that's really important for you because if you're creating content for other people to see uh, and you have a a business profile on Instagram then you want to make sure that you're only looking at stuff that sort of ties in with your business on that account so for instance if you're running a business let's go back to the cakes thing again Love a cake. If you're going back to the cakes thing again. So if you're a baker and you make cakes for like occasions and birthdays and stuff, and you post loads of content of you making great cakes, uh, but you love cats, then don't use that Instagram account to go and follow a whole load of cat people and like and share a load of cat stuff because that'll confuse the algorithm. The algorithm won't really know whether you're into cakes or cats. Um, So it's going to start serving you up more cake stuff. More, sorry, more cat stuff. Or maybe cats with cakes. I don't know how it works, but you know what I mean. So if you have an interest in cats, then I really shouldn't have used the cats and cakes thing. It's really confusing. Anyway, if you... If you know... If you you have an interest in cats, but you make cakes in your business, then by all means, set up another Instagram account that's maybe a bit more private and more sort of cat-based and keep your business profile to the whole cake stuff because then the algorithm gets it understands what you're about oh yeah this is the cake person we are you're there more likely to serve your content up uh, perhaps on a pretty plate with a doily sorry uh, they're more likely to serve your content up to people who are more interested in cakes rather than cats make sense good okay and then the explore page will favor the kind of content that you're interested in which are cakes for that account. Um, but also what you can do is if Instagram gets it wrong and it can get it wrong and starts showing you content in the explore page which doesn't quite fit with you, then you can actually say, oh, that doesn't interest me. I'm bored, I'm, bored, I'm bored with that. Don't want to see more of that. Thank you very much. And the algorithm's going to learn that you don't like that stuff. Right, let's move on. Reels. As I mentioned at the top, reels are super important. 
Carousels are super important. But if you're not making reels for your Instagram account, I need to give, come and give you a big slap around the head. As Instagram has already announced, Adam Masseri announced this last year, Instagram is going to be more a video sharing platform than a photo sharing platform. But the big change with Reels is they've now made them longer. So you have 90 seconds rather than a minute, which is how it was before. You now get a minute and a half to make your Reels, which is great because that means you can go for longer, more complicated content. You can delve a little bit deeper. But here's what I think you should do with Reels, right? Longer reels are great, however, the longer a reel is, or the longer a video is, the harder work or the better your content has to be in order to get people to watch the whole thing. And there are different ta tactics and techniques you can use to make sure that people watch the whole video, uh, but there's something to bear in mind. The longer it is, the better it's got to be. That means people who perhaps haven't seen you before or are learning about you for the first time I might be less likely to spend 90 seconds with you. Yeah, that's how fickle we are. They might be less likely to spend 90 seconds with you, but more likely to get interested in what you're about with a shorter reel. So even though you've got 90 seconds to play with, you should definitely do 90 second reels, by the way, and longer ones, but do some short ones as well. So you have a mixture of both. You have longer reels for the people who know a bit more about you and shorter ones for people who are bumping into you for the first time. Now, stories are super powerful because they're a snapshot of what's going on in your world, in your business, and they're only live for 24 hours, which is great. You don't want to be having too many stories on your, uh, on your account at any one time because the more stories people have to look at on your feed, the less engaged they become with each one. So I would say maybe three max and then let those stories expire so the 24 hours runs out before you add a new bunch. Now, there are some nifty things you can do with stories now, and they've sort of add, added some new changes in. One of the things you can do is you can add a 60-second video to stories, which is annoying because if you're doing a 90-second reel and you want to share that to stories, not all of it's going to go up on the story. But that's a good thing in a way because... If you're making it, this is really clever. So if you're making, I like this idea. So if, can you tell? If you're making a 90-second reel, think about, and you want to share it as a story, think about what you do at that 60-second mark. So that might encourage your person who's watching your story to go and click on the video and see the other 30 seconds as a reel. And also you can use your highlights or your existing stories to create a reel now. You can create a reel from your stories. So if you had a particular uh, exciting set of stories over a day, for instance, or you've done something big during that day in your business, then you can post all the stories and then after the fact that you can make a reel out of the stories uh, that you've done and add some images in from your camera roll if you want to do that to sort of stretch it out a little bit longer or make it more interesting. Um, but that's something you can do so the people who are less likely to engage with you and your story content uh, get to see what you're up to in your stories but as a reel. <sighs> How you doing so far? I know I've covered a lot of information here um, but there's lots of, it's like we said at the beginning of the podcast, there's a lot going on at the moment on Instagram so there's a lot to cover. And obviously this is a lot harder to do as a podcast because there's only me talking, there's no Claire. 
Missing you, Claire, by the way. Big hugs. Right, okay, so let's go back to um, what we're going with the changes on Instagram. And we're going to talk about enhanced tags now. This is a great little nifty little feature. Uh, if you're creating content on your Instagram uh, feed and you're you using other people as well. So if you tag people in your content normally and those people perhaps have contributed to the post in some way. Uh, should we use the cakes thing again? So if you're posting a video um, about a cake that you've made and you've got someone else to hold the camera for you, maybe someone else, maybe you've got a, a video company involved to help you make the video. Uh, maybe you didn't work on the cake your own, on your own. Maybe you were making the cake for someone else. Whatever it might be, you can tag all those people in your post, but also you can mention how they contributed to that video. So underneath their name, you can type in uh, video producer, or you can type in uh, did the icing, or um, it's their wedding or something like that. When people look at the video and then look at the tags, they can then more, they're more likely to follow the people who are involved in that video if they're interested in the particular aspect of that job, of that work that they've done. So if they're the icer uh, and they've done a fancy, some sort of fancy icing thing on your cake, you can tell I don't know much about cakes, so if they've done a fancy thing on the cake, um, then people might be interested in that and go, oh, I'll go follow them. Captions. This is a really cool thing. So if you're making a reel that involves speech, super important that your video makes as much sense without sound as with sound. 85% of Instagram users watch content on mute. So therefore, you need captions. So your um, video makes sense. Your reel makes sense. But here's the cool thing, right? Instagram will auto-generate those captions for you if you want them to, but if your audience are international and perhaps speak different languages, it can now auto-generate your captions in 17 different languages. How cool is that? So that's something to bear in mind if you're dealing with an international audience, perhaps. Okay, so let's sum up here with maybe a list of things that you can do on Instagram now with re taking it into re regard all the changes that have gone on uh, that uh, can help you win on Instagram. As far as content is concerned, reels, carousels. Think about the format. 9 by 16 is where we're going now with formatting on everything. Timing is really important. If you've got to make sure you've got a business account uh, on Instagram and you can do that within your settings change your account format to a business account and then you get all the insights which tells you uh, loads of really important information about how your audience interacts with you what posts they like what posts they like less uh, what they're watching what they're not watching uh, what time they're on the platform that's the important thing so make sure when you're posting stuff you're posting stuff at a time where they're more likely to engage with you so if 6, 6 p.m. is on a Thursday is their peak time, you don't want to be posting your uh, reel at 9 a.m. on that day because by the time it gets to 6 p.m., uh, it might have lost a bit of its traction. Know your audience. That's a biggie. Understand as much about your audience as possible and tailor your content explicitly to those people. Go back to the cats and cakes thing again we talked about earlier on. Um, hashtags. Now, there's a bit of a grey area with hashtags now because some people are saying that they're less relevant than they used to be. Even Instagram is saying that they're less relevant than they used to be. doesn't mean you shouldn't be doing them, but don't think about your hashtags as the be-all and end-all and the way that you're going to get 
great engagement. And that's not the key anymore. The key is making great content that aligns with your audience and keeps people on the platform for longer, like we said earlier on. But hashtags still have a place. So when you're putting hashtags in, and by the way, I wouldn't be too fussy about having too many hashtags because yeah, they're not as relevant perhaps as they used to be. Uh, but look at your, hash- your competitors. Maybe the competitors were doing better than you. Think about what hashtags, look at what hashtags they're using. Um, also make sure your hashtags are very, very relatable to the post. Always add a location into your posts, especially if your business is location specific. Um, also use stories and make sure you're using them regularly. But like I said earlier on, really no more than about three at any time. And make sure they're maybe slightly different content to the ones you're putting in your uh, main feed but they need to sort of maybe show what you're doing on a day-to-day basis um, and think about your content a little bit. Have a, Again, look at other accounts and see what they're doing within their stories. Um, and also, um, like I said earlier on, the other thing is keep a firm eye on your insights to make sure that what you're doing is working. And if it's not, tweak it a little bit. These things change all the time. And don't be too despondent if you've done a reel that's done really well one time and then the next day you've posted another reel and it's bombed. Um, There can be lots of different reasons why that's happened. But look at the broad um, spectrum of posts and look at trends. If on average your reels are getting 1,500 views, but you've got the odd one that's got maybe 500, then don't be focused on the 500s be focused on the 1500s and think well i need to make more content like that because that's the stuff that people like seeing and if i hit a bummer every now and again it doesn't matter too much that's just you know that's just the way it goes this is the big little business show the podcast with bigger tips for small business so that's it with instagram and i really hope that's helped I know there's a lot to cover there and I'm really hoarse and now I need a big, big chunk of coffee and Claire, I'm really missing you because it's nice to shut up occasionally, but we kind of felt this was a really important um, topic to cover because there's lots of big changes on Instagram and the sooner we get this one out, the sooner you're using these changes and understanding them and growing your business with Instagram. It's a really powerful platform to use and if you, even if you're not using Instagram or just sort of playing around with it a little bit hopefully this has given you an insight into how powerful the platform can be so that's it for today uh, we're kind of done here or i am uh, make sure you go and check us out on the uh, website biglittlebusinessshow.co.uk instagram obviously just search for big little business show and if you want to connect with me personally then you can do that at monoki media which is m-o-n-o-k-i media that gives you a load of more information about um, making reels making videos in general and composing your reels so they get better engagement and uh, that's pretty much it i'm out of here normally i'd say say goodbye to claire but uh, you can't because she's not here um so but i'm sure she's waving from somewhere see you next time you've been listening to the big little business show with paul mumford and claire horsley you can subscribe to get the latest episodes via itunes spotify tune in and everywhere you find your favorite podcasts Come and find us at biglittlebusinessshow.co.uk and we're on Facebook too. Just search for Big Little Business Show.